0: So the idea behind Gratitude Revealed is that visual stimulus interspersed with facts and science and inspirational thoughts woven together through 15 abstract ideas or emotions within the context of gratitude could, if presented in the right way, produce a global impact on the world. So that's what you got yourself into. I love it. Now. Yeah. Do you, I'm I'm assuming that probably a lot of people want to know about that process of your work. So is mm-hmm. it okay to ask you about, or is that like asking images? Sure. For the
1: secret. No, sure, absolutely.
0: Cool. So you received this word energy, and you knew that it was in relation to gratitude. I'm assuming, or did that even matter?
1: Yeah, no, sure, because the main the main name of the project was project gratitude but um i think for me the approach to all of my digital video content digital video essays you know is is an exercise in free association so it's kind of like when you close your eyes and somebody says when you think of the word energy what do you think about and then you just start basically it's like to put it crudely it's it's verbal diarrhea, but, but, but the diarrhea is poetry. <laughs> and what I mean by that is that you, you try to eliminate all filters. You try to eliminate your inner critic. You try to actually not overthink it, but just start basically listing everything that comes to mind in connection with or in association with this particular term, whether it's gratitude, whether it's energy, Um, and this is, this is something that, you know, when I was in high school in English class, uh, you know, our teacher used to do this exercise where it was like, you know, for the next two minutes, you have to write about love. And if you don't know what to write, then just write, I don't know what to write, but you can't put the pen down. The exercise said, no matter what you have to keep articulating, you have to keep expressing, you have to keep outputting in connection with the theme no matter what, and then eventually your resistance goes away, your inner critic dissipates, and you get into a flow with it. And all our best thinking is associational thinking. It's creative thinking is just connecting the dots. Um, it's a kind of an exercise in semantic priming. So if I mentioned the word flying, you might think of wings, and you might think of birds, and you might think of all these sort of a butterfly, butterfly effect of associations. But the more you stretch that semantic priming, that the more you can go into kind of a hyper priming, the more you can make unexpected connections and associations with these themes, and the more elast- you get more inventive in your connections and your creativity, and it's something you can cultivate.
0: So, that's so interesting. So, do you have, I would think that most people kind of have to learn how to release that sensor. Do you have the opposite yeah. problem where sometimes you're like, ooh, I need more sensor? <laughs>
1: I mean, it's, it's really a game of risk taking. I remember reading once an essay uh, on Nautilus magazine about Shakespeare's use of language and how the inventiveness and elasticity of his language stretched the reader's mind or the audience's mind by forcing you to fo- to, to sort of go where he's going with his words with his metaphors with his similes and what that did to people's brains is that it released more dopamine it actually like gave you a a, a high mm-hmm. by forcing you to places using language that were more uh, sort of vast and interesting than 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 normal simple language and so i think that it's a, it's a good exercise to do to kind of loosen that 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 sort of focus and inner critic that we normally have in relation to being asked to comment on what we think of a particular idea. Um, The guys behind the Flow Genome Project say that the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex, which is the part of the brain responsible for self-editing, goes dim when we're in the zone, when we're in the flow and we're in the pocket. It doesn't matter if it's a jazz musician improvising or a basketball player or a snowboarder achieving the impossible on a jump or a writer getting into the zone verbally, it's mm. the same thing going on. Your, your your self-doubt, your inner critic goes quiet, and creativity goes up, pattern recognition increases, dopamine levels go up, and you surprise yourself.
0: I love that in this time, in this day and age where abbreviated language is such a thing, you know, the texting mm-hmm. world, I love that you, uh, you're your arsenal of, of language, your articulation, your eloquence is, is really profound. And so oh. um, I really appreciate the fact that you have this vast, in, in my mind, I see this vast old fashioned library of, of catalogs yeah. where you're like, they're just, you're, you're able to grab hold of those words I remember reading about Lincoln and choosing the Gettysburg address and how it was shocking in that, at that time to have so few words. And yet he felt that if you didn't have just the right word, that it was available at all. And so how, how have you, do you, do you work at expanding your vocabulary or is that something that just came natural to you?
1: I wouldn't say that I work at expanding my vocabulary. I think I'm just obsessed with being understood. And I'm very specific in my meaning. And until language becomes you know, a visual art form, we're kind of limited to our little monkey mouth noises. Mm-hmm. And I just try to use those monkey mouth noises as explicitly as I can in order to assure that i put you in my head. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and this idea is actually called intersubjectivity. So the goal of all communication is telepathy, is unmediated mind-to-mind communication for you to be in my mind, for me to be in your mind and experience intersubjective coherence so that we really feel like we're being understood. When language doesn't work, we expanded our repertoire of tools we have painting we have songs we have ecstatic poetry we have cinema all are a means at creating intersubjectivity um, to smash our sense of separateness and that is kind of you know everybody's got their tool mine just mine is words my mom's an english teacher i guess it comes from that you know
0: Mm. so do you come across a word that you don't know the meaning of and do you have to find the meaning of it or I I would love to find a word and that would be like a gift I would give to you. Like, here's a word and you don't know what it means.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I don't necessarily look up words in the dictionary. I sort of stumble upon words contextually. Yeah. I read something, I read a paragraph in context and I sort of infer the meaning of something based on, again, the context. And if it's, interesting passage it'll be retained I mean that's how the word intersubjectivity became more part of my vocabulary I just felt like wow that really conveys exactly what my goals are yeah uh, in communication so it's just like you 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 remember it when it's important
0: Hmm. so getting back to uh energy and connection were you approached by uh did Louis approach you with these two words in mind for you, or did you get to select out of the group of 15 the words that uh, resonated the most with you?
1: Um, I think in this case, Louis was familiar with some of my work. He'd seen some of my digital videos, and he thought that those would be good for me, and I was, I agreed. Yeah, it is.
0: It does seem like the perfect marriage. It's awesome. Okay, yeah,
1: so. yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Big picture question. Are you an optimist?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Ooh, I yeah, we have, to, we, we have to rage against the darkness. We don't have a choice.
0: <laughs> and so what do you think about this grand idea of spreading gratitude? It seems to be very in trend these days, uh, but do you think we're full of, or do you think that we can make something happen here?
1: Um, look, I think if you look at long, the long view of history, We've seen how much progress we've seen over the last couple of decades and even centuries. You know, we've almost eliminated the most extreme forms of poverty. We've uh, really, all the me- measurable indicators for quality of life from infant mortality all the way up uh, have gotten better over the last hundred years. Violence across the world, contrary to what you see in the media, is actually the lowest point in all of human history you check out the work of Steven Pinker and Haz Rosling as a reference, these two guys have become really popular online for their uh, counterintuitive uh, data-based demonstrations of how the world has been improving. So yeah, I think we need to be grateful for the progress and I think we need to be hopeful that the progress will continue. And I think we need to stay away from the alarmist doom and gloom media machine that is literally just masturbating our amygdala.
0: (laughs) master debating amygdala and poetry diarrhea poetry i think those are my two favorites so far <laughs> okay so what are you grateful for right now
1: god i'm grateful for health i'm grateful for health and well-being i'm uh, i'm grateful for cognitive coherence <laughs> i'm grateful for lucidity i'm grateful that i can wake up every morning and learn something new and be inspired and feel good. Love it. Well, thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really enjoyed talking to you.
0: Yeah. You too, Jason. I'm a huge fan. I actually saw, um, a- I think it was an interview you did with Marie Forleo was my first introduction to your work, by the way.
1: Oh, yeah. She's wonderful.
0: Yeah, I think she's doing really cool things in the world. I know she's a big fan of yours as well.
1: Yeah, agreed.